Hallelujah. Lord, we wait on you. We are trusting in you, O oh God. Trusting in you. Hoping in you. In you we live, Lord. We move. We have our being. My God, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed Savior, I surrender. Hallelujah. All to Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender, Lord. I surrender. I surrender, Lord. Hallelujah. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I truly surrender, Lord. Hallelujah. I surrender, Lord. Oh, I surrender, Lord. All to Thee. My blessed Savior. I surrender all. Hallelujah. Thou my everlasting portion. You're more than friend or life to me All along this pilgrim journey Savior, let me walk with thee Hallelujah, order my steps, O God Guide my feet, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Teach me how Teach me how to wait on you Teach me how to trust you. Teach me how to depend on you. Teach me, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spread your love abroad through our hearts by the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Spread your love abroad to our hearts by the Holy Ghost, my God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, I surrender all. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, love of my soul. Let me to thy bosom fly. While the raging waters flow. While the tempest still is high. Oh, hide me, hide me, oh my Savior, hide. Till the storms of life is past. Safely in thy heavenly arms, oh, you bring me home at last. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this morning one more time, seeking your face. Oh, God, in your name, that strong tower into which your righteous run it and are safe. Father, as we look into your word, as we take a yoke upon us and learn of you. Lord, your yoke is easy, a burden is light. My God, my God, we commit our ways to you. Order our steps, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, your word, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hide me in thee, O oh God. Hallelujah. We wait on you, O oh God. We seek you. We seek your face. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. They are new every day. <coughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, yes, Lord, fill this place. Move to our midst. Uh, oh, God, you love us. Oh, you chasten us, you establish us, you purged us, you cleansed us. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, yes, Lord, hallelujah. Speak, Lord, hallelujah. Speak, Lord, hallelujah. Mm, yes, Lord. <coughs> hallelujah. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Mm, encourage my God, strengthen. Oh, God, hallelujah. Encourage a man of God. Encourage his heart. Encourage his soul. My God, strengthen that man, oh God. Strengthen his wife and his 
sons of God. Remember this one and that one in the name of Jesus. Oh God, remember those that are out of the way. Those, Lord, who have taken their eyes off Jesus Christ to look at the winds and the waves. Refocus your disciples, oh God. Refocus those in the boat and those attempting to walk on the water towards you, my God. Lord, you spoke to the winds and the waves. And you said, peace, be still. Lord, guide us. Direct us that we not be distracted, oh God, by the winds and the waves. Help us, oh God, to keep our eyes on you. When the storms of life begin to rage, stand by me. Oh God, in the storms of life, stand by me. Oh, God, that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. Oh, God, help me not to look back at those in the boat. Help me not to look at the winds. Help me not to look down and look at the seas. But, oh, help me to look up for my redemption. Draw it nigh. You told me to come. You said come. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep me from falling. And to present me faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior. Be glory. Majesty. Dominion and power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for kings today, O God, and rulers and all that are in authority, O God. The preparation of their hearts, but you direct their steps. Oh, that men may serve you. The heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray for kings and all that are in authority. Governors, mayors. Oh God, we pray for those in the forces, my God. Lord, we pray for the decision makers. The officers of the court, my God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we come before you. We pray especially, oh God, for your ministering servants. Oh, God, that they would let that light so shine before men that men may see their good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Oh, God, let them not be distracted by the sideshows. 
Let them not be deceived by the tricks of the adversaries, cunning, crafty, and deceitful. But, oh, God, help us to preach Jesus. It is he that opens the seals. So we see the things revealed. Help us to see Jesus. We would see Jesus. Focus us again, oh God. Turn our minds from the distractions. Turn our minds towards you, O God. Oh, Lord, we seek you. You said, O God, that the saints that lost their lives in the battle should rest a little while till their fellow servants be killed. Help us to rest in you. To enter into your rest, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we seek you. We thank you. We praise you and glorify the name of Jesus through who we do all things. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And a pleasant good morning to you, you and you. Brother Brown here this morning, and it is so good to be back with you. We are coming near the end of the month, and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's been interesting as the seals are open and uh, we see the different things reveal oh, oh, along the way. Oh, this year 2020 has been exciting. Dramatic. Oh, things we've never seen before. But oh God, you told us one thing. That we should look to you. We should keep our eyes stayed on you and you will keep us in perfect peace. Now I know, and I truly do understand, that there are many that seek peace. But they seek the peace which the world giveth. It's transitory, it's not lasting. But Jesus did say, My peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. We have to be careful the type of peace we seek and accept. So we seek the peace of God that passeth all understanding. It will fill our hearts and our minds. Let us continue to seek the peace of God. Today is Friday. I was going to say thank God it's Friday. <laughs> but I said it by just saying that. Amen. Hallelujah. Friday the 29th of May 2020. And this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. We are currently studying the book of 1 Corinthians. And it's been very exciting and interesting so far. And it's going to get even more exciting and more interesting. Oh, as we look over today's lesson, oh, we're going to have fun and I'm going to get a lot of nasty notes and all that kind of stuff and texts and calls and all that kind of stuff. 
But the word of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. And all who name the name of Christ should depart from iniquity. Our topic today, our topic today, with men of other tongues and other lips, will I speak unto this people. One more time, our topic. With men of other tongues, other languages, and other lips. Different races with men of other languages and from different backgrounds. Will I speak unto this people? And yet for all of that, will they not hear me, saith the Lord. So, a lot of times we seek to believe that we are going to have a great big outpouring of believers in the end times and such like that have been said by many men, totally learned men, not ignorant and unlearned as I am. It is said that we're going to have a great big outpouring and all of that. But the Lord says, with men of other tongues and other lips, Will I speak unto this people, yet for all that will they not hear me? The Lord himself appeared to John on the Isle of Patmos and said many times, numerous times, and they repented not. They repented not of their idolatries, fornications, witchcrafts, sorceries, and such like. They repented not. Now, you all know me by now, I'm going to believe God. I'm not looking for no great big outpouring. Not going to happen. Because God said they repented not. Once the various plagues, the various interruptions, the various things that would cause them to be sidetracked, sidelined from their purposes, once it has passed, they would go right back to their old ways as a dog to their vomit. So with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people and yet for all that they will not hear me, say the Lord. I've heard people say after this shutdown, after this pandemic and you see people preaching and teaching in the streets and praying in the streets that they're going to run to the church. I say not so. And I'm standing on the word of God that when the churches are opened again, you will actually see less people based on the word of God, based on the word of Jesus Christ. Thus say the Lord. You're not going to see a great big outpouring. He said they repented not of the things that they did. So you have an unrealistic expectation. The figmentation of your imagination and the imagination of the minds of men that have not sought the Lord. Let's get into a lesson today. As we said, our topic is, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that they, will, the Lord said they're not going to hear. And you know who? I believe the Lord, they're not going to hear. Now, Jesus was the subject of discussion at a council in Jerusalem in St. John chapter 11, verse 48. They gathered to make a decision concerning what they would do with Jesus Christ because if they left him alone, they said all men would believe on him. That was their thinking. 
and the Romans would come and take away both their place and their nation. So they decided to put Jesus to death. Jesus sent his disciples, all 11 of them out. Then he brought Paul as the apostle to the Gentiles and he sent them to the world. Now Paul went to various places teaching and preaching and Paul and the rest of the apostles were not received. Excuse me. Many along the way accepted Christ, but the vast majority of the individuals did not. Today we're going to continue in our text. We see Paul had left Corinth and come to the upper course of Ephesus. He had left the upper course of Corinth, come to Ephesus, found certain disciples, and he rebaptized them. Yes, beloved, you can be rebaptized in the name of Jesus. You didn't get something right before, you can do it right now. And Paul actually did that. He found some disciples of John. They were baptized unto John's baptism. He took them and he baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they received the Holy Ghost. So in our text today, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we see where Paul continues his discourse on spiritual gifts and charity. So the continuation is, he had told us to desire spiritual gifts, but he said charity is abundant and better than all the gifts and the things that we may do. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, let's read into it a little bit. Paul said, beginning at verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Albeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So Paul had told the Corinthians that they should desire spiritual gifts, healings, discerning of spirit, working of miracles, and the various gifts, and you know them better than I do. He said, desire them, and it's good to have them. And then he said, follow after charity. Make sure that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart and you, from a position of love, are doing the things and the work of the Lord. Be known of the Lord and knowing him who to know is life eternal. He says, but in all these things, charity and spiritual gifts, it is necessary that you elevate and desire to prophesy, to tell what's coming down the road, to tell and know the future. The book of Revelation, the prophecies, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may foretell that others may see, know, and understand what is ahead of us? The Bible says perilous times shall come. Now Paul continued to say, verse 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So you have a lot of people running around and they speaking in tongues and all of that. They're not speaking to me or you. 
or each other, they speaking in an unknown tongue. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now there are some who want you to believe or think or feel that they are spiritual, so then they start speaking in tongues and, and telling each other to speak in tongues, putting on a performance and a show. But that's not what God asks nor requires. He is speaking about those who, with sincerity of heart and a genuine mind, speak in an unknown tongue. They speak not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. That is speaking in our own tongue. But he that prophesieth, he that utters words that can be understood, he that prophesieth speaketh unto men, to edification, and to exhortation and comfort. We are in a pandemic and it is necessary that we prophesy edify ourselves and others that this too will pass. This too will pass and it will be proven that this was a test. This was a test. You know, sometimes you hear on the reader, this is a test of the emergency broadcast signals. The broadcast you just heard was a test of the various frequencies that we broadcast on. So this too will pass and it will be seen that this was a test. He that prophesied, speaketh unto mental edification. You're edified. You know. You understand what is going on around you, what's ahead of you, what's beside you. So you prophesy. And you exhort and you comfort. Along the way, some will lose loved ones with underlying conditions, taken to the various places to be treated. But this is a test. So what do we have? We have many who need comfort because their loved ones trusted in science, their loved ones trusted into the philosophy, in the philosophy of men, their loved one put their confidence in other gods and they feel them. He that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. When you prophesy, when you speak clear words that people may understand, yes, comprehend, and apply. But he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, he that speaketh, verse 4, in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesied edifies the church. And would ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For, for great is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except ye interpret that the church may receive edifying. So there's a whole lot of things going on here. A whole lot of things going on in the assemblies, in the buildings. You hear people complaining and murmuring because buildings and all of that are shut down. The greatest effect of the shutdown on these buildings is a lack of resources. Just like the stores. 
just like the places of commerce. The greatest effect, and it's a negative one, on these assemblies, congregations that are shut down, is that those, the masters, are not getting the resources that they seek. The church is still functional, still doing its job out in the world, bringing light to the world, letting its light shine before men that they may see the good works of the Lord and glorify the Father which is in heaven. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. I've been around many people talking to themselves. We have a running joke. Where I will hear individuals speaking to themselves. I go, hey, what do you say? And they say, no, 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 staff meeting. They talking to themselves. <laughs> a lot of discussion going on. They go, what do you say? I didn't quite hear. They said, no, staff meeting. It, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself. They alone know what is going on, what they are talking about. They speak unto God. Speaking in an unknown tongue. Some for fashion and for show and for self-promotion. You listen and they just break out in some tongue. And you say, oh, they're so deep. They're so spiritual. Listen to that. But it's done so that you might believe that they are so deep and they're so spiritual and they are real up there with God. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. It's just self-edification. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. The plain words. In your own native tongue. Languages that you can understand. You will be edified. So you will know what actions to take. Where to go. And how to do. Then Paul said. I would that ye all speak with tongues. Remember he said. Do all speak with tongues? No. Now he says, I would that ye all speak with tongues. You see the consistency of the word? I would that ye speak, that ye all speak with tongues. Do all speak with tongues? No, everybody don't speak with tongues. He says, but I would rather that ye prophesied. I would rather, I would much have you speak in words that others may understand. For great is he that prophesied. Than he that speaketh with tongues. Not impressed by your tongues and all that kind of stuff that you put on for a show. And I can't understand. I become a barbarian to you. You become one to me. But speak to me with plain words that I may understand. And if you speak in tongues, then interpret to me what you're saying. That I and the rest of the church might be edified. Paul continued in verse 6 by saying, Now brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues... What shall I profit you except I speak to you either by revelation, revealing things the Lord have shown me, or by knowledge, things I've studied and know, or by prophesying, telling you things that will occur in the future, or by doctrine, or by the teachings of the church. How am I going to profit you? I speak to you in a whole bunch of tongues and you say, Oh, 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 he's so deep. And you rub your hands and, Oh, he's so deep. What is he talking about? I don't know, but he's deep. He might have been drowning. Water getting in his nostrils and in his mouth. And he's choking and he's dying. And nobody knows, but he's deep. He's real deep. Virgin, if I come unto you speaking with tongues... 
What shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesy or by doctrine? How are you going to be benefited by what I just say except I do it in a manner that is clear, precise, concise, easily understood that you may know what actions you should take. Paul says, look at this. I want you to look at this. Even things without life, even dead things, even things that have not breath, even things without life, giving sound with a pipe or a harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harp? Those that play musical instrument, play upon the musical instrument, have an understanding that the things without life, the instruments, giving sound, except there is a distinction. How am I going to know the song you are playing if you just the same note? They used to have a program called Name That Tune. When somebody go, I can name that tune in five notes. Somebody go, oh, I can name it in four. Somebody go, I can name it in three. Somebody say, I can name it in two. And somebody else say, I can name it in one. And he said, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Even things without life giving sound with a pipe or a harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is pipe or what is harp? There has to be a distinction in the sound. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? There has to be clarity, precision, a distinction. People say, oh, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. If the trumpet give an uncertain sound, there's a certainty to the sound. People are taking action one way or another because of the distinction in the sound. Some are preparing themselves. Some are continuing in their state of unpreparedness because remember, the virgins that walk are either wise or foolish. He says, so likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For you shall speak into the air. We see that so frequently. People running around with their mouths in the hair. They nose stuck up in the air. And they say, oh, we speaking in tongues. Except ye utter by the tongue. Words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? Speaking in bag of wind. He's speaking to the air. Now, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. Different tongues, different languages, and none of them is without significance. I've heard uh, Ella Griffiths-Katenga speak in his African language, and those from Zambia know exactly what he's saying. Yes, there are many kinds of voices in the world. I've heard some of my friends speak Spanish, I understand a little bit. Some French, I understand a little bit. Some other languages, and I get a little bit, but with the African language, I don't get one word. 
Never heard it before. But the rest of the people, they under, I heard Dr. Katinga and his wife speaking. And oh, it's so beautiful. And they understand each other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not one word. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. So the individuals who are taught in that language understand each other. They understand the significance and the distinction. Paul said, therefore, therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, like I'm sitting there, I don't know the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian. I'm looking with my eyes wide open, wondering what they're saying. And he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. There is a culture void, a separation, a lack of coming together, a gulf. You're speaking in unknown tongues and folk not getting what you're saying. You basically become a barbarian and I a barbarian unto you. Paul said, I know, I know, even so ye, yes, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts. Yeah, I know you should desire spiritual gifts, and now you've become zealous for it. I know, even so, for as much as ye are, des are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. What you do must benefit and profit the church. A whole bunch of words, a whole bunch of tongues, unknown tongues, and carrying on, and it's not beneficial but rather unprofitable, you've wasted my time and yours. He said, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church, that the body might be edified. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Beloved, you go speaking in unknown tongues. Pray, ask the Lord, Lord, give me the interpretation. Of that, I say that others might be benefit. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayed. But my understanding is unfruitful. Here it is, you pray in an unknown tongue. And now all that is good and great. Your spirit prayed. But your understanding is unfruitful. Still ignorant. Still walking down the wrong road. Prayed in tongues. Did all that kind of stuff. But lacking understanding. Like that mule, that horse, that donkey that have to be led with bit and bridle. Praying in an unknown tongue, your spirit prayed, but your understanding is lacking, unfruitful. Paul continued, what is it then? Where do we go from here? Well, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. Do both. Pray with the spirit and pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. In whatever you do, seek the wisdom, knowledge, and the understanding. Else, when thou shalt bless with the spirit, here it is, you're going to bless somebody with the spirit. How shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? See, he understandeth not what thou sayest. This is one of the great big Mysteries in the church and the irony, the irony of it is that people say, say amen. And they tell you to say amen, then you say amen. That's the worst thing you could do. It's a foolish thing. When thou shalt bless with the spirit, 
How shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen? Here it is. I'm unlearned. You say something in tongues that you tell me to say amen. And I turn around and say amen because you told me to. So amen being so be it. I don't understand one thing you said. You don't even know what you said. But you tell me to say amen. So I, in ignorance, say amen. What did you say? I don't know. So how come you say so be it? I don't know. You told me to say it. You're occupying the room of the unlearned, a barbarian room, walking in ignorance, not being led of the Lord, but being manipulated by the cunning craftiness of men. Us, when thou blessed with the Spirit, here it is, somebody's blessing with the Spirit, but others occupying the room of the unlearned, say amen, and thy giving of thanks. How are you going to say amen when you don't understand what the person said? Isn't that silly? The Lord is telling you, you can't say amen to things that you don't understand. You must make somebody just tell you, say amen when you don't understand what they're saying. Come on, beloved. It's time we wake up. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I thought as a child. I did childish things. But now you're grown. You've been in church for four, five, six, seven, ten years, twenty years, and you're still acting like children. Folk tell you say amen. Amen to what? So be it to what? I don't know, but he said say amen. So I say it. My, my, my. He says, for thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. So it's great, you did great, and you gave thanks, but not to edification. They came in, gave the offering, came in with ignorance and their offering, gave their offering, and left in ignorance without their offering. So why'd you come? You come to give your offering. You came in with ignorance and your offering, you came and you said amen when they told you to say amen. You gave your offering was when they told you to give your offering. And then when you left, you left in ignorance. You even said amen to things you don't understand. For thou verily givest thanks well. You did great. You gave thanks well. But the other is not edified. <laughs> it's like sending your child to college and you're paying the tuition for four years. And when he come back home, he said, well, well, where is graduation? He goes, well, so let me see the transcript. He said, well, he said, but two plus two, two squared. And he goes, huh? And he said, oh my God, this child has not been educated nor edified. I've been paid for something and I wasn't getting nothing. Though verily give us thanks well but the other is not edified then paul said i thank my god i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all i can say hallelujah i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all yet in the church yet in the assembled body of believers two or three or more i had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also and be taught of them that we might learn together, we might study together, than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. 
He says, I will go with the five and leave the 10,000. I will go seek the one that was lost and leave the 90 and nine. Numerically, everything, the numerical, the numerical great amount is not always in the best interest of the body. Whatever, I hope that came out right. <laughs> the numerically great amount is not necessarily in the best interest of the body. I would rather by my voice speak five words with my understanding than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Then Paul cautioned, brethren, brethren, be not children in understanding. Sometimes you go in a church and you say, is this a, is this a nursery department? The way you see the behaviors and they carrying on, you start, is this a nursery? Brethren, be not children in understanding. Albeit in malice, be ye children, but in understanding, be men. Don't be children in malice, malice in each other. I'm not speaking to her, I'm not speaking to him. Oh, oh we don't talk to them, we don't sit on that side. Bridging, in malice, you can be a, a little child will be over here and they're falling out, and two seconds later, they're back at it again. In harmony, in fellowship. Bridgen, be not children in understanding. A little child won't get everything. Not right away at least. Albeit in malice be children. But in understanding be men. You have to seek to improve and grow in grace and in the knowledge. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the law it is written. With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that they will not hear me, saith the Lord. They don't want to hear. Oh, we had a great time in church. Oh, what a rejoicing. What a praise. What a shout. What did you all learn? What did you all say? Oh, we had a great time. Oh, we had a shout. We had a dance. Oh, we praised and we can What did you all learn? What's the revelation? They didn't hear. But they came and jumped and shout like dervishes. And left with that unfruitful understanding. In the law it is written. With men of other tongues and other lips. Will I speak unto this people. And yet for all of that. They're not going to hear me. Now listen. The Lord says. Wherefore tongues are for a sign. Anybody home? Tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe. The believer knows all about that already. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe. You're not going to impress me by speaking in tongues. I already believe. But to them that believe not, tongues are for a sign. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. One more time. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign. Tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe. Tongues are for a sign. You don't got to impress me with tongues. Tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. Tongues are for a sign to the unbeliever. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not. Prophesying is not for the unbeliever, but for them which believe. You're going to tell me things that's going to happen down the road. Listen to this. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, you know, the church, they say, oh, the church is locked. The church is locked. Lie. That's one of the biggest lies you've ever been told. 
If therefore the whole church be come together. Come from where? Wherever the church was. One more time. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place. Sometimes the church is in many different places. We are the church. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place. Come from where? Wherever the church was it come together in one place. Don't let them table. The church was locked down. It's false. The buildings were closed. But the church wasn't about doing its business. Therefore, if the whole church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues and they're coming one and they're coming those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you are mad? That's why we have situations now in the church where folks are saying that these people are crazy. Why? Because folk get up and jumping around and carrying on and acting silly, trying to impress, trying to impress different individuals how spiritual they are. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those, oh, that great big uh, outpouring that you expect, they come in and they hear you all carrying on. They're going to say you're mad. But if all prophesy and they're coming one that believe it not or one unlearned, he's convinced of all, he's judge of all. If you were telling people that perilous times is going, are going to come, perilous times are going to come and they see that perilous times are now here. If you told them that spirit of Antichrist was going to come and they now see that spirit of Antichrist is in this world. It was already in the world from scripture from the New Testament days, and they begin to see, their eyes are open. If all prophesy, and they are coming one that believeth not, or one is convinced of all, he's judge of all, and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. But the way you behave in now, he said, no, God, God, God ain't over there. But if one, not a great big old pouring, one comes in, and you do the right thing, you go out and report that God is in you of a truth. Now, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you, at a psalm, at a doctrine, at a tongue, at a revelation, at an interpretation, let all things be done unto edifying. One more time, let all things be done unto edifying. Whatever you do must be for the edification of the body. Let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speaking on unknown tongue, if any speaking on unknown tongue, let it be by two. This is the word. Or at the most, M-O-S-T, that's a big word. At the M-O-S-T, most by three. And that by course, in order. Let everything be done decently in order. One, two, three. If any man speaking on unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. 
Oh, the spirit take over. I couldn't help myself. The spirit take over. And I couldn't help myself. And you're throwing fists and you're kicking. And the spirit take over. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two. The word of God is truth. You're a liar. The word of God is truth and you are a liar. If any man speaking an unknown tongue, let it be by two. Or at the most by three. And that by course and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church. Order. And let him speak to himself and to God. Now the word continues by saying, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. They going to prophesy? Let two or three of them speak and let the others judge. We're going to see if it's the truth. Try that spirit. Prove that spirit. Test that spirit. They prophesying to you? Prove it. Test it. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. You can't be ignorant, brethren, concerning the word of God. The Lord reveals something to somebody. He says, shut up. Keep your mouth shut. If he reveal it to you, he'll show it to somebody else that there be confirmation. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, the first one that get it, keep your mouth shut. Let the first holy peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. Listen to this now. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. I couldn't help it. I couldn't control it. You know, the Holy Spirit just take me over. You got a spirit too. And the Bible said the spirits of the prophets are so. I heard somebody say, the Lord is a gentleman. Not going to just force his way. It's the spirit of the devil that took that boy. Sometimes he tossed him in the fire. Sometimes he tossed him in the water. And he tear him and rip him and make him foam and carry on. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all... Well, these big words, they're getting bigger every day. Too many letters. As in A-L-L, all churches of the saints. You have churches of the devil too, beloved. You have churches of devils. But in all churches of the saints, God, who walks in the midst of the church, is not the author of confusion. Now, the word continues. Let your women keep silence in the churches. One more time. Let your women keep silence in the churches. For it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the Lord. This is the word of God and I believe every letter, every jot, every tittle. I told you I was unpopular. Let your women keep silence in the churches for it's not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the Lord. Somebody's going to say, oh, they're trying to say that we can't even say. That's not what it said. The older women going to teach a younger woman. Hello, somebody. They're going to be asking questions concerning the word of God. And we will get into this some more. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it's not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also say the law.
Wait a minute, Brother Brown. Didn't the apostle tell you there is no more women nor men? So everybody is either women or everybody is uh, everybody are men. But he said, let your women keep silence. In the, so somebody is, on, is, is supposed to be on obedience. Somebody is supposed to be taking direction. It is not permitted unto them to speak. But the expansion of this will show you that the older women teach the younger women, teach them how to love their husband, to be good, obedient, keepers at home, faithfulness. And we will get into all of that. It says, and if they will learn anything, they've heard the various things discussed in the church. And if they will learn anything, let them ask, let them discuss it with their husbands at home. The word of God in the home, in the house, being discussed, being rehearsed. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. I saw something shameful last night, disgraceful. A shame. What? Came the word of God out from you? Did you write the Bible? You jump up and you give me all your arguments. Oh, here is what was happening and this was happening. And were you there? Were you there? When they crucified my... You wasn't there. Oh, well, you can't give evidence. You're safe. Unacceptable. But I have the written word. What came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only? You didn't write this. You are reading and applying it. If any man, woman, boy or girl or child or whatever gender they want to have now, if any man think himself to be a prophet... Or even spiritual. He must acknowledge that the things that are here written are the commandments of the Lord. That's how we know if people are in the church. <laughs> That's how we know whether you're in or you're out. Whether you're weak or you're tear. If you acknowledge that the things that are written are the commandments. Yes, Lord, put some tests in there. What came the word of God out from did you inspire this no you didn't or came it unto you only or are you a recipient just like myself of that which is written and if anyone any man woman boy or girl think themselves to be a prophet or even spiritual let him acknowledge so we know when to test you that the things written in this book are the commandments of a, This is what the Lord commanded. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. You will encounter people in a state of ignorance. So you in love, understand. Some preach out of strife, some out of contention, some for whatever reason. But either way, the word of God is preached and men press it into it. You don't engage in ignorant behaviors. You don't engage in fightings and all that kind of stuff. When you see confusion... What you do, you sit in loving kindness. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy. Forbid not to speak with tongues. Finally, let all things be done decently and in order. Let us pray.